Welcome back to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I'm here with my co-host Dave Martinson. Dave, brave men didn't die face down in the Vietnam muck, so I could not style on you. LP, run the jewels. Lit. Talk to me, man. Down. RTJ3, coming up. It's already finished. They said that a while ago. Yeah. Mixing it. Killer Mike, ready to spit those... LP! Political bars. So we're going to talk a little bit more about our expectations for the album, how we're feeling about this track. I want to throw that out there because this was a really big week. There's a lot of music. Yep. A lot of new, good, exciting music. There was a lot of TV stuff, a lot of video game stuff. A lot of movie stuff. A lot of movie stuff. I mean, it's a packed show. So we're going to jump right in. All that pop culture goodness. That's why we're here. But we are taking a trip back to the altar of Jesus, Dave. That's right. St. Pablo himself. Yes. December 11th. Times Union Center. Albany 11th. Yeah. Times Union Center, December 11th. Albany, my favorite month. (laughs) You will be in the pit. That's right. Under that crazy stage. Pretty stoked, dude. Because the pit was so dope for the meadows and i just want to be in that kind of environment again where everyone's just jumping around having a good ass time and you'll have a great time too in the lower level yeah we got we got pretty good seats i wanted something a little higher up because one i didn't want to ball out as much as as you were able to for this but i also wanted to be able to see him the whole time Mm -hmm. so sitting on the seats that's very fair i'm happy uh, that time junior center is able to get Kanye to come up and see them. Yeah, back-to-back tours. Yeah, Yeezus tour was excellent. Dave, you also got tickets for two other shows or events, right? Yeah, PAX East went on sale very early. There's three PAX video game conferences every year. PAX East one in Boston, and it's in March, but I bought my Saturday ticket already. So I'll be there playing new games, meeting up with various kind of funny fans and other people I know. Get on that, because those tickets sell fast. You went this past year, right? I did. Yeah, in front of the show, Sean McKenna, who's on our Game of Thrones right. episode. He'll be going as well. So I'm excited for that. And I also got tickets to a show I did not expect to see coming. ASAP Ferg, Turnt and Burnt Tour. Opening act is Mr. Playboy Cardi. Oh. And this is at Upstate Concert Hall, small venue. Mr. Cardi himself. I'm stoked. <laughs> I saw ASAP Ferg when he was just hanging out with Rocky, performed with Rocky at Upstate like four years ago. And now he gets to shut it down himself. So I'm stoked. Interesting. What are you expecting for that show? Just expecting them to play all their bangers and get the whole crowd hyped <laughs> because it's so tight. I couldn't even tell you they're bangers. So work, I, dude. Put in work. Let me see you work, 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 work. Close. That's, that's, why, that's what I think of. So Not work from home. Put in work, put them in the dirt. You know how much I love work, work from home. That's a great group costume for Halloween. It's the Fifth mm. Harmony work from home video. Although it'll be kind of cold. I'm sure it'll be done. Stay tuned on social media. Well, if we were in college, we would probably definitely see that be done. But, but we're not. We're, we're washed. Not. No. We are, you are definitely washed. I'm definitely Happy washed. Happy birthday to you. Gears 4. Dave. Yes. So you were playing this. I saw you tweeting about it over the weekend. Yeah, I beat Gears of War 4. Oh, you be- beat it. Beat the campaign. It's very fun. It's classic. Gears feels great. Looks great. Cool twist at the end of the story. Won't say what it is. Coalition took over developing this from Epic Games, who invented the game. Cliff Blazinski made it back in 06. But Coalition did a great job. It's being compared to a Force Awakens style re-jumpstarting the Star Wars franchise. Gears 4 is it kind of doing the same thing for the Gears of War franchise, because Gears 3 came out in 2010. So it's good, and it's a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to play Battlefield 1, which I already have. So games are coming. 
It's interesting. Gears of War would, would not have been a game I would have expected to have four games when I played the first one. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe at the time I just didn't have the, the foresight for it, but it's cool that video games have kind of taken that route where they've become kind of like movies or other stories yeah. where people want to continue living in that world. And before we, we move on to the segment that's sweeping the nation, Dope or Nope. That's right. Dave, can you give us our weekly Broccoli update? Yeah. How's it doing? Broccoli? Most likely because Drum's debut album, Big Baby Drum, came out last Friday. But Broccoli, number one rap song, is up at number five. Wow. Bruno Mars was at number five last week. Where is he now? Number six. Oh! Cue that air horn because (laughs) Drum and Little Yachty are number five this week. (laughs) It's lit. Awesome. Well, we will continue with our Broccoli update until it's off the Billboard chart, I assume. (laughs) Moving on. At least on the top ten. As long as in the top ten, I just cannot help but be incredibly impressed. <laughs> I, I want to move on to Dope or Nope because we have a bunch of different things to t- touch on today. That's right. I do think we should figure out a song to play for Dope or Nope. If you have any uh, suggestions for us, is there anything cool from the movie? Dope? Honestly, we, we should just get a drop of Mac Miller saying "Most Dope" and just mm. put that there. Good idea. If you have any thoughts, you can let us know. Tweet us at Nostalgia Pod with your drop suggestions. So probably the biggest news of the weekend was The Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean, came back at nine. If you were on Twitter at all after nine o'clock on Sunday, you basically saw people tweeting usually vague comments about how horrible The Walking Dead was to watch this week. You had uh, some good tweets. I made my declaration that I am hashtag done with The Walking Dead. Although right. I have been for about four years. Yeah, now. you said this when we talked about the cliffhanger <laughs> of season six back right. in June or May, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. I did get a lot of likes for saying I'm hashtag done, done with The Walking Dead, and then I followed up saying I've been done for a while. But Anyways, Dave, what <laughs> happened this week on The Walking Dead? Should I spoil it? Like, yeah, spoiler, fast forward three minutes. If now, I'll just say the names real quick, so fast forward ten seconds. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan kills Abraham and Glenn. He kills two people. And I also and spoiler. I saw something on Twitter about Rick having to cut Carl's arm off. Yeah. Did that actually happen? You'll have to watch the episode, Pat. All right. Well, no, you don't. Okay, spoiler again. Fast forward another 10 seconds. Did it happen? No. Okay, thank God. But he, he, <laughs> it was basically done to make Rick understand that he's no longer the man and to get him to fully commit. Right. Great acting from Andrew Lincoln and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, for sure. Definitely kind of drew some things out in the episode, but I liked it more than most people did. Uh, I liked it more than some people did. For some reason, a lot of fans either loved it or hated it, but I don't understand your hate because... We knew this was going to be a cliffhanger, so we basically knew that this was just going to be the next 10 minutes post-cliffhanger, and we just find out what happened. The fact that there was two deaths, maybe if one happens at the end of last season, and you had the other one surprise us with the season premiere, maybe that would have been a better way, but I feel like it went about as well as it could have, to be honest. Didn't they kind of stretch out the first, like, 15, 18 minutes before they showed who actually died? That's right, yeah, there was a lot of almost, like, flashbacky things in Rick's head, and that's what kind of annoyed people, because they were kind of suggesting that certain characters were actually legitimately on the, ch- the chopping block uh, mm-hmm. in the batting cage, if you will. When, if you actually thought about it, those characters would ha- have no emotional impact of being killed and everyone would just been mad if you actually picked those. And you can kind of guess who those people are. But again, like I said, I think it went as well as it could have. And I'm very intrigued to see where it goes from here because season six really set up a lot of bigger worlds all these other communities all these other characters a lot of them from the comics so the walking dead i think is more interesting than it's ever been in quite some time so let's see where they go with it from here and of course jeffrey dean morgan's negan is a scene stealer the whole time so i guess you found a man bashing other humans heads in with a baseball bat to be dope (laughs) i am definitely a nope to the prospects are dope 
future uh, prospects. I just don't get what I don't get what's pleasurable about watching this kind of thing. People say that about Game of Thrones. Sure, and I can I can totally understand that. I guess for me this is a little bit different because Game of Thrones it's a it's a fantasy world. This is also a fantasy world, but it also takes place in what's supposed to be Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Like, yeah. I mean there there's an element of No Earn or Paperboy though. They probably did not make it out of the maybe they did it. Dar- in, no, you know Darius made it. Darius was in the see through car. So the, right. the the invisible car. So he definitely made it out. So I, I'm out on it. I just don't see the appeal. Moving on. Nintendo Switch. I definitely see appeal in this. I'm mm. this is pretty dope. For me, at least. So, can you can you give a little background to those who are not aware of what the Nintendo Switch is going to be? Well, it was for the longest time being teased as the Nintendo NX. That was the code name. Every video game console has a code name. Right now, Xbox has the Scorpio, which you'll hear thrown out there. The Wii was the Nintendo Revolution. Supposedly, Apple has a project called Pot. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Apple yeah. Pie. Makes sense. Hmm. So. Project Titan, their car thing, which they apparently are giving up on. Uh, rumors. Anyway, we're not here for the rumors. We're here for those facts, those hard facts. Nintendo Switch, that's the official name, and it's basically the unification of a video game console and a handheld console, and we have a trailer for it that... Yeah, it's pretty cool. A lot of fanfare. It looks, looks cool. Um, we don't know many of the specs. Controller. Uh, I have my concerns about the controller, but either way, I'm happy that Nintendo hopefully will be back in the right direction because the Wii U is a colossal failure post Wii. Mm-hmm. And they have third party support at the moment. There's a list of all the game developers they have that are working in partnership with them. The Wii U, half the reason it failed was because the only games that were on it were games Nintendo made personally. It's promising, but we need to know more. What are your, what are your, comes out in March, soon. What are your concerns about the controller? When they showed this split, when they split the controller off and two people mm-hmm. were playing, the whole, like, the one stick, it just it seems like it's a very small controller. I'm not sure how people would really like that. Okay. Yeah, it remains to be seen. We don't know a whole lot. Right. They do have, like, basically a pro controller that you could use as well. So, again, that's just a minor gripe. The specs are more important, though. Well, I've I, I seen Nintendo, and this might be something that they're trying to move away from. It kind of seemed that way in the trailer. But I've seen Nintendo as the console for younger people. Well, you notice they're, in the trailer, there's not a kid in it. There's not. However, I think the idea of having to be having the ability to take your game from the big screen into a car with you, I yeah. mean, that that fits for so many things kids do. And that makes so much sense to me. Without the airplane angle? In theory, from what we see in the trailer, it's fulfilling the promise of the PlayStation Vita, which was, you know, the sequel to the PSP, right, right. where everyone's like, you can take your PS4, save with you on the go, and it kind of could, but not really. Mm-hmm. This is, like, literally exactly that, because it's the same console. Right. You're either playing it at home on a TV or playing it on that screen, you know, tablet screen. It's coming out in March. It looks cool. I'm cautiously optimistic. Depending on the price... Nintendo's was, always smart with their price. I was not going to get another video game system, but I may get the Nintendo Switch just to play Zelda because Zelda Breath of the Wild coming yeah, out. Breath of the Wild looks amazing. So if I do, we will talk more about that next year. Uh, nostalgia. Nintendo announced that there's no more details coming for the rest of the year, so we'll probably have to wait until next winter right before it's coming out. Much like Donald Trump's plan to defeat ISIS, they will keep us. Don't in let the him dark. know what you're gonna do to him, man. Shame. <laughs> Dope or nope? New Willy Wonka, a prequel. Right. Movie. Not many details, made. just that Warner Brothers got the rights from the Roald Dahl estate, and Simon Rich is writing the script. Because we don't really know enough about it, I'm just going to lean with nope. We talked about Gene Wilder, who just passed, you know, the iconic Willy Wonka role. You already tried the remake, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, with Johnny Depp, didn't go over well. Doing like a prequel of sorts, I mean, the, the Willy, I don't know if the Willy... Two movies? No, just the one. 
there's the original, which is called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And then, I'm thinking of Alice in Wonderland. And there's Charlie another, and the Chocolate Factory, which is the name of the book. Another weird Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, but don't, don't, you can confuse them all together because they're <laughs> all about the same quality of film. But yeah, I don't know if the Willy Wonka character himself is what's important and enough to carry a movie. Because I mean, you're just going to be making a lot of this stuff up. There's no source material for this. He's an interesting guy, and or the character is interesting, I should say. It's more about the feel-good story, though. Right. But at the same time, we've talked endlessly on this show about if you're not asking for the movie, why are you giving it to us? Not being asked for. No one is asking for a Willy Wonka There's other pre-existing IP that is being asked for (laughs) that you could pick. So I am also a nope on this. Yeah. New Lord of the Rings book. I I did not actually see this, but you wanted to include this one. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's called Baron and Luthien, something along those lines, being published by the Tolkien Estate next year. It's one of the very first stories J.R. Tolkien ever wrote, right after his time in World War One. These characters have kind of been like talked about in the Silmarillion and the Book of Lost Tales, which were really the two big works that got published post Tolkien's death. But that was back in seventy seven, eighty four. So a lot of people, like a lot of Tolkien heads, were actually excited about this because those two characters. And I, I don't know, I just had to look this up. But they're um, that's like first like human elf union in Lord of the Rings, which was a big precursor for. Aragorn and Arwen in Lord of the Rings gotcha. that you saw in the movies. So they're kind of stoked about the story, I guess. But the story's kind of also kind of accessible already. So because it's kind of already out there, I guess. I mean, yeah, why not publish it? You know, sure. Who cares? Make your mind dope. Yeah, I'll say dope. I mean, it's it's a Lord of the Rings book. It's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to mm-hmm. probably be exactly what you expect it to be. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll sure. be fun. Cool. New Black Mirror. Now, Dave, have you ever watched Black Mirror? No, I haven't got to it yet. So I, I wanted actually... to for a few years, <laughs> I, I wanted to, I never really sought it out. This weekend, I turned on my Netflix, and it was right there. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll give one of them a watch. And I ended you started with season one? I started with season one. I watched them all in order. and Six, I got, right? Yeah, I, there's seven episodes. There's seven. three each season, and then they did a Christmas special with John Hamm, who was, oh. fa- who was fantastic. Sherlock style Christmas yeah. special. And for those who aren't aware, Black Mirror is an hour-long TV show, which was produced by the BBC. Basically, is a commentary on... Technology and how technology can affect us moving forward. Relationship with humans and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It's Singularity it's, stuff. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. It's always well written. There's some fantastic twists in it. A lot of it, it can actually be kind of hard to watch. Yeah, I heard it like, can be very unnerving. Yeah, the, there's one episode called White Bear, which you're basically on the edge of your seat the entire time. <laughs> it, it's pretty uh, stressful. Looking forward to it. The, they released a new season produced by Netflix. It's This is a six-episode season, so it's three right. more episodes than they normally do. And they're using uh, American actors this time, so it's a little bit different. I watched episode one called Nosedive, starring Bryce Dallas Howard. Jurassic World fame. Yeah, it was funny because I was watching the whole time. I was like, I've seen her before. And she's in a ton of other stuff, too. Yeah, and but it was Jurassic World, which I was thinking of. Also did not know that was Ron Howard's daughter, which is interesting. Yeah, funny, right? But it, it was pretty good. It wasn't great. I'll look forward. I'll tell you more as I watch more episodes moving forward. Yeah. I'm going to say dope just because this is a show where there should be more of. Yeah, more I, was, of I was looking at the headlines just trying to get a, get a feel. And it said there's, like, there's some issues with this season, but it's like Black Mirror, still mostly great. And right. I was like, all right, I'll take that. Come on. I think what you should expect to see is basically every episode that there was in the past, the past, the first seven, are all considered to be great TV shows. One of them called Waldo has, is mostly viewed to be lesser than the other episodes. Right. So, I mean, that's going to happen with anything. Right. But for the most part, it's just fantastic TV. I think you're going to get probably one or two fantastic episodes and three to four 
good to pretty good episodes. Right. Which is, is fair. And, I mean, for, for the social commentaries trying to, to make... I think it'll definitely worth the watch. So just catch up on that on Netflix. Moving on to our next Dope or Nope, something I saw you going back and forth with friend of the pod Steve DeCorda on mm. Twitter about Deadpool director Tim Miller has decided to leave Deadpool 2. Yes. Over a creative... Differences with Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. So what do you think about this Dope or Nope? Yeah, the details were that Tim Miller wanted a more stylized sequel. Deadpool 2, whereas Ryan Reynolds wanted to stick to the raunchy comedy style of Deadpool 1, and also apparently Miller wanted to cast Cable with Kyle Chandler of mm. Bloodline and Friday Night Lights, and I'm like, capable actor? I do not think of Cable. I'm sorry, I don't. No. You look up Cable, he's a very distinct look. He's a really awesome comics character. The, the guy who actually kind of wanted to be him was Stephen Lang, who you remember as the general villain in Avatar. Stephen Lang literally looks exactly like Cable, which would <laughs> kind of be hilarious. We'll see how that goes, but... Kyle Chandler would not... Yeah, I'm sorry. Him. He's almost too good-looking, and it's <laughs> not in the right way, you know? Like, even if you give Kyle Chandler gray hair, like, I'm sorry, yeah. I just I don't see it. Back in the day, John Voight would have made a very good Cable, I think. That's he good isn't buff enough, but if he could he can, have buffed he, up, I think he would have made if, a good Cable. If J.K. Simmons can get buff for Justice League, I'm sure anyone can get buff. J.K. Simmons is secretly, like, ripped. Yeah, if he's you a see boss. him in that drumming movie, I'm Whiplash. Whiplash. He's Fantastic. jacked in that as well. Yeah. Awesome movie. <laughs> Where he's pointing his fingers and yelling at people. Throwing, sh- yeah. Go, yeah. Go on, though. But at, at, at the end of the day, Fox decided to side with Their Reynolds. Star. Yeah. <laughs> and sense. Miller decided to lead the project. Uh, so, I don't know. I thought about this a while. And I think siding with Reynolds is the smart idea because everyone loved he, his performance. Yeah. And they loved his comedy. But I'm just worried. They need to get someone that especially a fan petition for Quentin Tarantino to do it, which would, I saw that. wouldn't happen. But That would be pretty awesome. I think it'd be funny. It, it would be interesting. I, I don't he's think... Good, he's good with violence. He's good with that kind of humor. Yeah. Uh, dark humor, stuff like that. So I could see it. I just don't... He's too much of an auteur to right. do a superhero movie. Yeah. No, especially a sequel. I, I have a feeling that they'll get a good director to take this over. I mean, this was a, a surprise hit for them, and I think mm. they can see a lot of money in this moving forward. And Fox has up and down X-Men franchise, so they want Deadpool to continue successfully. Exactly. I'm going to say it's it's dope that they're they're sticking with that, that style, that they're saying that they want that the, right. the Ryan Reynolds raunchiness and style over whatever Tim Miller wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't. I feel bad that Tim Miller had to get fired off this. They couldn't yeah. somehow resolve it. Well, it seems almost like the biggest criticism for Deadpool was that it was just very small in scope and had a non-memorable villain. Right. I almost think like he wants to alleviate that, whereas Realms is like, not broke, don't fix it, let's run it back. And I'm not sure how successful running it back will be with Deadpool 2. I really have no way of knowing. I rewatched it recently, and the not-memorable villain actually is very true. I forgot who Ajax. the villain was, and he's barely in it. Ed screamed. <laughs> the guy, the first guy to play Dario in Game of Thrones. It's ah, that actor. Right, right. With short hair. So we're both saying tentatively dope, yeah. but we're kind of in the middle. Trailers. There was three big trailers we want to touch on. Let's start with Red Dead Redemption 2, Dave. I saw you retweet something yeah. about yeah, this. Yeah, you were right. Fall 2017, Rockstar made it official. Game looks absolutely gorgeous. Rockstar always releases their games in engine as opposed to just like a cinematic trailer, which some games will do, which doesn't show anything of the actual gameplay. But this looks cool. It's a lot of characters. Seems like it could be a female character, more Native Americans. Totally stoked. Cannot wait. That game's going to be the biggest game of next year. 
Assuming it hits. I say dope. The trailer looked good. I don't play the game, so I'll say dope on that one. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy teaser trailer. Yeah, it's not not even like an official trailer. It's just something that James Gunn said they just put together. Mm -hmm. And it got me excited because we saw, like, little baby Groot, and he looks so cool. (laughs) No, yeah, I definitely say say dope. Is Zoe Saldana coming back for this? For Gamora? Absolutely. Okay. And Karen Gillan as Nebula. I thought I saw her in in the poster. But for some reason, it looked different than I had remembered her. So I was like, "Huh, maybe that's a different actress." I didn't, I didn't uh, take the everyone's time to look back. It up. So but no, that it's definitely. I can't wait for Guardians two, volume that's two. That's next May. All right, Logan. This, this May, sorry. The Logan trailer. Yes, Wolverine three. We talked about it being announced, and I was very in on it. Dave, they rolled out nine inch nails, Johnny Cat cover of Hurt, which is one of the best covers of all time. It was great. The second I started playing, I was like, "I'm in." It didn't it's even so matter fitting. what followed. It's, it's so, so good. This gives you serious, like, Children of Men vibes. Yeah. Uh, video game, like, The Last of Us, just, oh my god, it looks fantastic. The good little girl, that's X-23 from the comics. She's basically, like, another, like, Wolverine project, really okay. tragic character. Uh, Boyd Holbrook, we saw him, the Narcos guy. Mm-hmm. Narcos! <laughs> Shout out Chris Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I'm so in. It looks fantastic. Old Patrick Stewart as old Professor yeah. X, like, I can't wait. You have to be guarded with X-Men movies, because they're, they, they're hit or miss, historically, mm-hmm. but... This looks like it should be the send-off. We know Hugh Jackman deserves, knowing that this movie's rated R. This trailer was super dope. However, I'm just waiting for the next trailer, which will probably show that he's actually trying to find his dad somewhere and steal the the plans to the Death Star from his dad. So Okay. When that comes out, I'll probably say nope. But moving on to some other Star Wars news, Lando Calrissian. Lando? Our boy Earn. That's right. Getting them checks. Donald Glover, man. Childish Gambino. In, okay, and Lando Calrissian. In August, I tweeted something on the lines of, I emphatically do not want Donald Glover to play Lando Calrissian, because that was when the rumors popped up. We don't need another Donald Glover fan petition for some nerd culture <laughs> character. He's too well known, and he won't want to do it. Donald Glover to direct the, the Deadpool 2. I'm down. I don't think he'll do it. He, he, has, would, to, he, would not he has to make Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> and initially... Uh, one of my f- hardcore Star Wars friends was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if Donald Glover can be suave. And, oh, he's a suave and, motherfucker. And charming Lando. Because all the charismatic roles Donald Glover's ever done, they're always leaning goofy. Lando's not goofy. So that's my only cause for potential concern. But having seen Atlanta, just knowing how much of a total creative he is and how fantastic the dude is as an artist, I- I'm sold. If Lucasfilm Disney picked them, then I'm down. Yeah, him and Aaron Reich together is going to be... Even just seeing people put, like, fan pictures of their faces on the, yeah. the pictures of Han and, and Lando. And they're still working on the female lead. It looks... I, I think that it's a great casting. Charles Gambino, Donald Glover... Can't be happy for, Earn, for Glover. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And, I mean, this is a huge role for him. I, I don't think he's the type of person who's going to start taking a ton of huge roles. Well, assumingly, this is a one-and-done role. Just a, right. a spin-off movie. But maybe then yeah. he'll get a Lando spin-off movie. Wow. Now, now we're, but they, they, they officially confirmed this. We kind of assumed this. But we're going to find out how Han wins the Millennium Falcon from Lando mm-hmm. in that fabled game of dice. It'll be interesting. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. Don Glover can do anything, and I'm, I'm going to follow mm-hmm. him. I remember, Lawrence Kasdan, this is the final Star Wars movie he's working on. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who wrote Empire and Jedi. That's crazy. Kind of like the most important guy in Star Wars, basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's making sure this Han Solo movie's going to be good. Uh, I know you said that it's, a, it's a one-and-done type thing. I find it hard to get two act, two up-and-coming actors like Donald Glover and Aaron Reich and then be like, eh, it's you a, know what? We're not going to make any more movies with them. It's a one-and-done for now. 
I think they'll find more projects for them. Anyways, moving on. So that was the award-winning segment, Dope or Nope. Let us know if you think those things are dope or nope. Tweet the show, at NostalgiaPod. And check out past segments at SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. There you go. Thank God you said So much dopeness, so much nopeness. You gotta find out how what we think. <laughs> so there was a lot of new music. Run the Jewels, Drake... I finally listened to Bonnie Vare. You listen to Dram. Why don't we start with Run the Jewels? Because we already kind of mentioned them. Song, Talk Run to the Jewels Me. Fair. It's the first song released off their upcoming album, Run the Jewels 3, which is. I think, I think the titles are super lame. Just want to throw that out there. But the cover art is super dope. It is cool. First two are free. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And I don't know if this one will be free or not. It doesn't I mean, need to be. You don't have to do it. I, I'm guessing they'll probably release it sometime around the they election. They tour a lot, week. so I guess they make plenty of money, but. And they're also a great act to see live. Mm. They they bring a ton of energy. Right. If you see them outside, they'll spray people with hoses. It's pretty awesome. I thought this song was fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Beat is classic from the jewels. Loud crashing drums just goes super hard and. They both kill it. Their verses are fantastic. Classic Run the Jewels. So I'm really excited for Run the Jewels 3. So Pat, you, you think Run the Jewels 3 is the next album on our surprise drop event listen radar? Mm, I don't know if it'll be a surprise. I don't think there'll be a ton of advertising for it. I don't think they'll release it around Christmas. Well, that's kind of a surprise. If they don't advertise, they just kind of put it out. Yeah, I, I can see them maybe just dropping it. I mean, this song kind of came out of nowhere as well. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. It, it, would, be, it would be, I think, in line with Run the Jewels to do something like that it seems like it fits because they're kind of uh, iconoclast in a way they always skew political i mean even if For you sure. look at this song there's a lot to it pre-run the jewels killer mike skewed political then yeah i mean it, even in this song they talk about killer mike actually drops black lives matter he did a lot of touring with bernie and i hope he doesn't like he did a lot of sit downs with him too i hope he didn't drop i hope he doesn't, he doesn't drop a lot of like bernie references in there it would be really funny but it, it would also be kind of strange if like every song i heard my, my boy bernie sanders yes yeah, <laughs> sanders colonel sanders something ridiculous yeah. like that i don't think he'll do that but killer mike you never know with him so dram dave tell me about dram yeah man big baby dram you love the album i don't love the album it's uh it's r&b it's very positive it's very upbeat like the guy kind of goes with but it's a lot of uh, R&B. Some songs are a little slow. So there's a song called Wi-Fi with Erica Badu that a lot of people like. But for me, my favorite two songs are still Broccoli and Cash Machine, the most upbeat songs on the project. You just want to be upbeat, Dave. Yeah, just along with Thug on there. It's fine. It's a good listen. You sound very lethargic about it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it, it's just too R&B for me. But I like drama. Support him. I've listened to all his EPs. He's got three bona fide hits already. He's got Cha Cha, Cash Machine, and Broccoli. So mm-hmm. I'm happy he's he's winning. Well, I listened to the, the Bon Iver album, which I've been saying I was going to do for about four weeks now. Mm. Folk rock sucks. <laughs> Facts. This, I don't even think... Facts. You, I don't even know if you can call this Bars. folk rock. They have... I mean, there's obviously elements to it. There's like one, two, three songs maybe where you can actually hear the guitar sound as the main driving force of the song. There aren't a ton of tracks that are classic folk rock. I think I said this to you before we start recording. It's maybe the strangest and the most unconventional album I've ever listened to. That's quite a statement. What do you mean by unconventional? So when you think about a Just song... Just like mixing, blending genres? Right, so when you think about a song, you, there, there's a formula to it. You know, you have an intro, maybe... Uh, so song you, structure is weird? Yeah, you have... Maybe you have the chorus first, maybe you have a verse first, then you have a chorus verse, maybe, a, you know, an interlude, something like that. Sure. Then you end with the chorus. This, is there a there, bridge in there once There is no structure. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the songs... So are they still songs, then? Yes. I, I mean, I Because sometimes people hit totally miss when they make music like that. So 
I, I think what, what Bonnie Bear wanted to do was to challenge the idea of what a song is. Oh, okay. Which I think he does pretty well, because, I mean, this is unconventional, but it's still a really great album. The first half is very, I, would, I guess harsh would be the way I would describe it. There's a, one thing I can point out that might speak to how unconventional this is. So sometimes in the vocals, there's intentional glitches. It's almost... Uh, Distortions? Yeah, like like if you were playing it on a record and it skipped, ah. it would, or like it would just cut out. Or sound like it's fading. Interesting. So he intent uh, Justin Vernon intentionally put some of those in. Twenty two a million. It has a couple of pretty classic songs. So if you, if you want to listen to one song that maybe makes you, it'll remind you of Bonnie Bear. You want to listen to twenty nine hashtag Stratford APTS. Even, that's the title. Even the names of these songs are weird. Another song that's really weird is zero 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 million. That's the name of a song. There's another one that's underscore 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 45 <laughs> underscore 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 and, no, and another one called 21 bring back the underscore 21 21 21 moon warm i believe that 21 true. savage featured by chance <laughs> i wish but th- those 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 last two 45 That's an idea. And 21 moon yeah well actually it wouldn't surprise me because if kanye starts to work with 21 savage i could see justin vernon Probably collaborating I mean, in some way. Drake hopped right on that 21 Savage heat. We're, we're going to get to that. <laughs> I, I would say, if you like music and you like, even if you like Kanye, because I think uh, we talked about we're going to see Kanye. We obviously like him. Lost in the World <laughs> is uh, a song we both have said we both really like. Yep. Justin um, Vernon has heavily influ- influenced Kanye. There's a lot of... Sound Yeezus, too. Yeah, there's a lot of distorted vocals, harmonies like you hear in Lost in the World or Monster. It's a really interesting album. Okay, you will get bored at points listening to it because mm-hmm. if you find folk rock boring, you're just gonna get bored anyway. Exactly. But there, there are a just lot. Go listen to Mumford. And there's a lot of nerds. interesting stuff there. So definitely check that out. You mentioned Drake mm. on that 21 Savage Dick. Six God is Sick now God. 30 years old. Crazy. Can, can we call him a God? He calls himself Six God. I don't care if you want to call him it. <laughs> so we, you got Six God. You got Jesus. You got the Trap Lord. You got Bass God. It's a lot of deities in hip-hop, bro. Learning your religions. So Drake has decided (laughs) to make the soundtrack to your life, Dave, with, I believe it's called... More Life. More Life. He wants you to have more life, but then he'll he'll give you the same old songs he's been making for the past five albums. Well, that's not an accurate statement. No? So Drake hasn't been... Always writing songs about how tortured he is? His songs are way different. How hard it is to be Drake. Okay, the the last, last two albums. Last, yeah, fine. Fine. The last like year and a half. Basically, fake love should have just been on views because it was pretty boring, and it basically just talked about how hard it is to be Drake. And fake, how you, fake. How lo- you can't trust anybody. Fake love oh, is. I'm a, so sorry, Drake. It's Maybe a, you need new friends. He can't make any friends, man. He's too famous. He's got targets on his back. Yes. Listen to the song, Pat. <laughs> it speaks directly to you. It's so relatable. He has to sit on top of that building in in Toronto all by himself. The CN Tower. No we'll, we'll sit with him. Yeah, the CN Tower. There you go. So more life. Pat was kind of joking around it, but it's an—it's basically a mixtape coming out in December. It's being described as a playlist, quote, soundtrack for your life. So I think this might be an OVO compilation, not just a Drake project. Either way, ostensibly a Drake mixtape. And More Life is, for all types of purposes, hotline bling in terms of song structure, the way it sounds. Uh, that song, that's fine. That'll be, that'll be a successful song for him, no doubt. The song I really like is Sneaking, Sneaking with 21 Savage. This is basically Drake's Versace remix from a few years ago. He just comes back with a straight banger, and everyone's going to talk about it, and it's going to do really well. 
I thought Sneakin' was a, a good song. Beat was awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it made me immediately just start headbanging in the car. 21. 21. 21 Savage sucks. He does. He's a terrible rapper. Nah, he's, he's a trap rapper, no doubt. The funniest thing, <laughs> Micah Peters points out on the ringer. Drake's like, on, on the hook, he's like, y'all gonna make you bring my boys for like backup or something. Right. right? <laughs> and then 21, you know, being the Savage, is like... I don't need my boys. I'm gonna kill you, my kill you myself. <laughs> it's like the dichotomy of those two things. Right. That was funny. Yeah. But, well, Drake is a bitch, but he he's not hard. But he, <laughs> he is not hard. It's 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 it, it is known. <laughs> it is known for sure. No, Sneakin' is a really good song though. I I think is that the song where he comes at Pusha? No, that's Two Birds One Stone. It's a song where he also comes at Cuddy. So yeah, talk to me about that because I wasn't able to listen to Two Birds One Stone. I like it. It's good. It's not all diss track right and there's just a few bars there. Pusha T diss Drake... Last month? Well, on and off, but he did this back in, like, 2011 on Exodus, a really awesome song. But Pusha T and Drake never really had any love lost, but it's never really come to much. And then Drake kind of just makes fun of his whole coke rapper aesthetic yeah. and saying it's not real or whatever. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that... Going after Pusha is actually kind of ballsy because Pusha is someone who can beat you in a rap battle because, you know, Pusha T's a rapper's rapper. He has more bars than Drake, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But Drake usually only picks beasts that he knows he will win, either with guys that can't beat him, either either they're not famous enough, like in Meek mm-hmm. Mill's case, or they just don't have the ability. But Pusha has the ability to come at him, and since Drake threw the first punch, it's actually kind of like, oh, interesting, Drizzy. Let's see where this goes. The Cuddy shots kind of don't make sense because... Low blow, man. Because, well, Cuddy's not going to come at you in a battle. Cuddy's in rehab right now for depression. Well, but, like, I was really annoyed with Cuddy's comments. But then I was like, oh, well, Cuddy's going through the shit we all thought he was going through. That sucks. But I was like, Cuddy's comments were super off base and stupid. And I get, like, Drake wanting to diss him. It's hip-hop. No enemies are spared. I mean, you didn't have to do it. But at the same time, worst things have been said in hip hop. I don't think it's as it's as bad as people say. I think it's just just leave it be. It's just pretty fucked up, especially because mental illness is such a stigmatized thing that sh- that I think needs to be de- destigmatized in order to get a lot of a lot more people help that are able to yeah. reach out and the, get the, the angle for famous people too. And, and Drake just adds that stigma. It's it's similar to if somebody were to say like domestic violence isn't a big deal after what happened with Josh Brown. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not that big a deal. He just emotionally, verbally, and physically abused his wife. But he only did it, like, 20 times a couple of years ago. It's not a big deal. Mm. No, well, it is. What was, what was Drake's thing? Uh, problems of the rich and famous. He right. was basically saying that Cuddy's just going through this shit because... He says it's he'd... a phase. That he's not actually depressed. It's a phase. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because for a while we've been like, Kid Cuddy just doesn't have his shit together. And now, now we know why. So, I don't know. I, immature response from Drake. Didn't need to do it. Honestly, because again, sucks. Cuddy's not gonna come at you anymore. Drake sucks. But I, did I call that he would release a mixtape later this year to let make people forget about the underwhelming views? That I did. Find it out. Soundcloud.com/slash/nostalgiapod. Here it is. There you go. Called it. Okay. La- so the last song was "Wanna Know." So this was a, a remix of the mm-hmm. UK rapper Dave. Shout out you, Dave. I didn't know that yeah. you released a album. At, or that you were from the UK. At Martin Swagger on Twitter. I'm surprised you being from the UK, you haven't watched the Black Mirror. You should get on that. I like Sneakin'. I like Two Birds, One Stone. Those are hard bars. Uh, Fake Love is Hotline Bling 2.0. And then, what's this one called again? Wanna, wanna Know. And then Wanna Know. That's like the song that like you, you put it out. It won't get too much traction, but it's still solid. It's cool. It, it kind of fits like the whole Drake Drop 4 songs. That's one of the songs. 
that that that's all of my nails. But again, it's a, it's a yeah. remix. It's yeah. not really much strength. Right. So. Not, he, not much to the judge, to be honest. He also spoke about how what, Rihanna has cheated on him, or they've been fighting, or something like that. They have a very interesting relationship. The purple hearts or when, they, when, they, when we're at war. I love that. I thought that line was awesome. <laughs> she texts me purple hearts because you know we're at war, though, or something. It's all right. And then Rihanna's Instagram blew up. All, all the comments were fans putting... Uh, Emoji bomber. Yeah, putting uh, purple hearts. So. That was like when the Kim K exposed Taylor Swift, and everyone posted snake emojis. Or when Beyonce does anything, Becky with the good hair, and everybody went on the hunt for Becky with the good hair and just started posting beads on random people. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Drake sucks is basically your takeaway from today's uh, podcast. Dave Dave won't won't agree to that, but basically Bonnie Bear is way better than Drake, (laughs) and uh, yeah, go listen to Twenty Two A Million. Don't listen to Drake because he stigmatizes mental illness in America, and that's a horrible thing to do. Go listen to Willy Wonka. Go listen to Run the Jewels. Shout out Augustus Gloop. And go watch the Logan trailer because that was awesome. Hot fire. So if you have any thoughts for us, send it to us at NostalgiaPod on Twitter. Find us soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod. Tweet at Dave at Martin Swagger. Tweet at myself at Sheen World Peace. iTunes review. Yeah, give us an iTunes review. Share it with a friend. If everybody shares it with one friend, by the end of the year, we could have a million listeners. And then we could get rich. Help us help you. Find us next week. <laughs> Dave and Pat signing out. And this here's been a long round, so I gotta go. It's logic. The one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?